Welcome into the OGDB Super Dope. My name is Kyle. This here in the room with me is Carlton. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? I'm tired. Are you flowing? Drinking. Listen, honey. <laughs> Think about a couple things I say to you. Showing. What? Growing. No? Is this because we've been listening to country music all day? No, that's a Tenacious D song. Oh. Man, I'd like to place my hand upon your fucking sexy ass and squeeze. And squeeze. Take off your blouse and your underpants. I'm taking a look. All right, I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> so we watched episode six of Dragon Ball today. It's like two different names. Hulu told me it was keep an eye on the Dragon Balls. But then the sub introduction told me that it's called Midnight Callers. What the fuck? Those are two very different episode names. Yeah, no, not even closely related. And Midnight Callers sounds like so ominous. Scurry. <laughs> sounds better than keep an eye on the Dragon Balls. I mean, but the whole episode is literally about keeping your eye on the Dragon Balls. So True. that title makes sense. I'm totally fine with the title that was given on my Hulu feed. But whatever. Midnight Caller is just a... Typo. Scary. That's not a typo. <laughs> That's like, typos are like small. Do you know what a typo is? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> no, I do. I do know. That's not a typo. Um, so Goku now has been off on his journey with Bulma for a full fucking week. And they've already got five Dragon Balls. Imagine being a 16-year-old kid and a 12-year-old little Goku, and you're like, yeah, yeah, let's go find these Dragon Balls. Seven of them all across the world? That's cool. It'll probably take a long time, right? Infinite possibilities of locations they could be in. One week later, we got five of them. <laughs> so pretty to the point, for sure. And this episode here, nothing substantial happens in regards to you know, getting another Dragon Ball and moving toward the end goal on this quest here. It's like a little, uh, it's a little fun episode where everybody fucks around with one another and we see Bulma naked way more than we probably had to. Which, hey, that's fine by me, but still a little weird that that was a big, they go to the Bulma boob thing, not once, not twice, but thrice. See a lot of Bulma boobs. A lot of thrice. I wonder if there was a dub version of this episode when it first came over to America. Like, this is an episode that has so much nudity that you can't. Do you need this ashtray? <laughs> I like how you just fucking point. Like, I'm a fucking... Like, I'm a robot butler who can anticipate your needs. Thanks, Jeeves. All right, I guess there could be worse robot <laughs> butler names. But maybe they didn't expect Dragon Ball to get as big as it did. They didn't. So they kind of summed everything up as fast as possible. So Toriyama really thought that it could just be this initial quest for the Dragon Balls and that could be it. And then they were like, all right, cool. So they got the Dragon Balls. What's next? He's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, these dudes like to fight and shit. So tournament. <laughs> well, the purpose of anime is to get you interested in the manga. And that's why most animes only have a short run. And I think that was the point of this. And then it just went, well, wait a minute. People like it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, the anime didn't make its premiere until two years after the manga was running. So a good chunk of the story had happened. 
Dragon Ball didn't really hit its popularity until after this initial arc of Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable because the ironic thing about Dragon Ball is that it's called Dragon Ball and seldom does the fucking story actually revolve <laughs> around the Dragon Balls. I mean, sometimes it's like a plot point in there. It's a device to be able to reset something in the story throughout the various fucking arcs. But seldom does Dragon Ball actually revolve around the Dragon Balls. Like crap. We need the Dragon Balls. We got to fix this shit. Dragon Ball doesn't really figure out what it is until Krillin shows up and Goku and Krillin train under Roshi and they get ready for the first 10K Jipidokai tournament that they participate in. That's when it really started to get popular in Japan. And that's when they were like, oh, shit, dude, maybe we should make an anime out of this. This shit's dope. And, you know, that's basically how the anime came to be. But this episode here, no Dragon Ball. They're on their way to Mount Frypan. And everyone's, like, real worried about it. But there's a Dragon Ball there, so we got to go there. Even though Yumao is there, and he'll probably fuck us up. Because he's an Ox King, Demon King. Kill you. <laughs> Kill you! With his axe. <laughs> so, we ain't there yet, though. Oolong, hospitable little pig, right? He, uh, he has this really nice capsule with this really nice house, camper, mobile home kind of deal. So... Oolong, Goku, and Bulma are uh, enjoying the benefits of this oddly, no, conveniently timed uh, capsule revelation from Oolong. Um, there's a bathroom. Obviously, Bulma wants to get naked and take a bath, and Oolong's trying to capitalize on this. <laughs> so while they're having this whole resting in this mobile home thing, Yamcha's dicking around outside the window. He's like, I'm going to get these fucking, fuck these people. And he hears Goku explain to Oolong at a certain point and says, hey, uh, yeah, we're going to get these Dragon Balls. It's cool. If you collect all seven of them, you can get a wish. Any wish you want. We got five. It's dope. And Yamcha's like, I'm going to fucking steal those things. They're mine. And like he pops up in the window and Bulma's showering and he sees titties for the first time in his life. <laughs> and he uh, he loses it. He's just not ready to take in the beauty of Bulma's bosoms. I've seen the most beautiful thing in the world. Beauty of Bulma's bosoms. New band name, I call it. <laughs> wow. That's the fucking Triple B, baby. Triple B, B, B. So, well, Yamcha and Puar are dicking around trying to take a... They, they show up just thinking they want to steal their capsules. And then they find out about the Dragon Balls. And they're like, all right, no, new plan. Uh, meanwhile, you got Shu and Mai running around in these weird, like, robot things. Kind of look like Giru from GT, but they mm-hmm. got legs and they bounce and shit. And uh, they're going to blow up the mobile home with a bomb. <laughs> cool. Uh, they go to... And, like, this part of the episode, whatever, it's fun, but it's so unnecessary. They, like, go to plant a bomb underneath the mobile home, and then it gets stuck to Shu's hand thus making him a true shoe bomb. And he somehow manages to reprogram. He somehow manages to reprogram the clock on the bomb to not go off in five minutes like it was supposed to. Instead, it'll go off tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Oddly specific. Right? (laughs) So that's pretty much all we see of them. We get a couple flashbacks of them trying to like, you know, get the bomb off and then reprogramming it and then just waiting around. So... Yamcha breaks in the house, 
And uh, he only does so because he sees Goku's passed the fuck out on the couch because Puar, excuse me, Oolong, being the super creep that he is, he's like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to shower, huh, Bulma? Cool. I'm definitely not going to peep on you in the bathroom. That wouldn't be very classy. What I'm going to do is Bill Cosby you. <laughs> he encourages her to take a shower, has no underwear, oh, excuse me, uh, has no like pajamas for her to sleep in. So obviously the first suggestion that he comes out with is, it's cool, just sleep naked. She's like, fine, I don't mind sleeping naked so long as y'all motherfuckers ain't peeping on me. He's like, yeah, no, it's cool. Hey, you want some juice? And he gives Goku and um, Bulma this weird orange juice. Tells Goku it'll make him strong. Bulma's got to replenish her fluids or whatever after she fucking <laughs> masturbated in the shower. Dude, they show like some really weird Bulma in the shower shots. And I, I don't mean weird. Like, I just, there's a ton of side titty, definite full ass, which is, you know, whatever. But like, she's got like got her leg up and shit and she's like fucking scrubbing her leg. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Whatever animator worked on this shit was probably wanking it quite a bit this week in his room. Weird. Fucking weird. This is 1986, people. This is another 2018 risque business that we know on the regular basis. Wow. What the fuck just came out of my mouth? No idea. Me either. <laughs> so, Bulma gets Bill Cosby, as does Goku. Oolong has the intention of sneaking up into her room to feel her up now that she's all passed out. Same time, Yamcha and Puar break into the mobile home. Bulma, passed out upstairs, about to get groped by Oolong. They need to draw them outside so that way they can look around the mobile home and steal Dragon Balls. Yeah, we're all about stealing Dragon Balls? Cool. So Puar turns into a very crude looking clone of Goku <laughs> and goes upstairs to try to get Oolong and Bulma outside of the house. Oolong realizes that Goku or who he thinks is Goku is coming on up the stairs, transforms himself into a very fat version of <laughs> Bulma. <laughs> and they just have this weird crude version of Goku and Bulma played at by Puar and, and Oolong go back and forth. Puar did see Bulma already earlier. In he just episode. probably, I, I don't know if, I think, I think Puar is, we're not going <laughs> to, like what's its gender? What's Puar's gender? I don't know. I don't think it has a gender. Goku never padded the front, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Although Puar don't have any pants to like hide his pieces with. I said his. Hers. Uh, hers. It's. It's an it's. Imagine that would blow Yamcha's mind. Puar was a girl. Yo, Puar throws some shade at Yamcha. Like Yamcha <laughs> fucking sees Goku. Excuse me. Yamcha sees Bulma naked in the shower through the window. And like goes on this whole thing about how he needs to uh, wish Shenron, you know, ask Shenron to have him be like more confident with girls. And Puar's like. You like ladies then? <laughs> like Puar totally thought that Yamcha was roaming the desert with this Ruru Fufu Gen trying to fucking, you know, corral some dick together. <laughs> Puar gave no shits about making his feelings be felt or be known on that. Oh, so you actually like girls. Yeah, holy balls. 
<laughs> you don't just run away from girls because you want to run toward the dick. You're just afraid. It makes me feel better. Oddly, feel better. So, Goku, as played by Puar, and Fat Bulma, as played by Oolong, go for a walk. And they're like, oh, yeah, Oolong must have gone for a walk, too. Weird. And, like, just trying to play each other off. And then Puar's like, psych, motherfucker, I fooled you! And he's like, oh, dude, what the hell? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Bulma. Puar's like, oh, no. What a twist. <laughs> so as these two realize that they've both been pulling the wool over each other's eyes for the last five to ten minutes. That's when Yamcha finally makes his way upstairs to where he thinks that all five of their Dragon Balls are. And he sees Bulma. Doesn't think it's Bulma. I guess he thinks that it's five random orbs strewn out across a bed under a sheet, I guess. So he goes to grab with both hands what he thinks are these Dragon Balls and comments uh, about the uh, the suppleness. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, the lack of... The lack of hardness. And he's like, oh, pulls back the sheet and he's like, oh, titties. <laughs> Yo, he gets so freaked out that he touched a pair of titties. Again, if you guys are keeping track at home, this is the third time that this dude has seen and or touched a titty today. He's having a record day. He can't deal. He's like, I'm out of here. Bye. And he fucking runs out of the house. So, Oolong gets back. And he's like, alright, I fucking drugged these people that could like potentially protect me in case of any bad things happening. And I've drugged them. I tried to Bill Cosby them. So, I have to stay up all night with a gun in the driver's seat of the mobile home. And uh, be ready to shoot anybody who's trying to steal my shit. Goku wakes up several hours later. Uh... You know, probably around like 7 a.m., said. And Oolong outlines the whole thing. He's like, man, I haven't slept. Like, I haven't slept at all today. This is bullshit. And uh, Goku's like, yeah, that's weird. You think I would have woken up? And Oolong can't say it, but he's like, it's because I Bill Cosby'd your ass. (laughs) So they get to rolling. Somehow Yamcha, excuse me, somehow Oolong has to drive the mobile home, even though he didn't sleep at all. That's a bad idea. <laughs> That's not safe driving. All right. First of all, motherfucker's a pig. Like realistically, I know he's got hands, but he should have hooves. Never mind a fucking pig who's going on like 24, 36 hours without any sleep. Can he really reach the pedals? <laughs> I assume he's got some kind of block mechanism in a- to be able to push and apply the proper amount of pressure to both the gas and the brake. I hope. Otherwise, again, that's just another strike in terms of reckless driving. These <laughs> these fucking adventurers of ours, I mean, they do crash their vehicles rather often. So often. It does kind of make sense that uh, safe, unsafe driving practices would be taking place during the duration of this first arc. You'd think they learn, but they never really do. So Oolong starts driving, and, uh, you know, no fault of his own. Granted, he's a really unsafe driver in this certain circumstance, so... Him driving is like kind of a death wish in and of itself. Never mind when you got a fucking wolf-loving desert bandit hot on your fucking ass trying to steal your goddamn earthly possessions. In this case, the Dragon Balls. And the motherfucker's got a rocket launcher. And he blows up the side of your mobile home with said rocket launcher. <laughs> he just fuck, where, the, where did he get a rocket launcher? 
if he had a rocket launcher this whole time, why didn't he bring it sooner? <laughs> Fucks up their mobile home. Can't drive it no more. And Goku's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm going to kick your ass. And he's like, oh, yeah, little boy? You want to get some roo-roo-foo-foo again? <laughs> All up in your ass again? Ooh. And he's like, nah, dude. I ate food today. <laughs> and he kicks Yamcha in the face so fucking fast. And Fuar's like, oh, shit, dude, your tooth. Yo, he chipped your tooth, Yamcha, look. Turns into a mirror. He's like, look at your, look. Anytime you see Yamcha with a chipped tooth from here on out, I just want everybody to remember the time Goku chipped that tooth by kicking him in his fucking face. It's an underappreciated moment in the history of Dragon Ball. It so fucking is. I I don't I don't care. So Chips Yamcha's tooth, and he's like, "I'm going home," and he runs away. My manly face. Yeah, my manly face. <laughs> and then he fucking goes on to further desecrate said manly face by crying like a bitch and running away. <laughs> what the fuck? So Yamcha uh, runs away. And uh, Bulma, who's now in a bunny outfit, by the way, by this point, somehow Oolong had a, a bunny outfit, probably for one of his many child brides, maybe one of the taller child brides that he'd kidnapped at one point in his illustrious kidnapping career. Uh, and she's totally into it. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm not happy about it, but I'll wear it and I'll wear these ridiculous ears. She didn't need to put that on, but right? she totally did. And she fucking even went so far as to do her makeup as well. Just in case Yamcha showed up again. Jesus, man. Her priorities are all out of whack. Um, so Yamcha runs away. And him and Puar are like, man, look, I didn't have to talk to that girl just now. She was knocked out from our rocket launcher. <laughs> like, legit. Goku only had to kick Yamcha in the face because Bulma didn't pop out of the fucking side of that mobile car and be like, <laughs> hey, what the fuck? Had that happened, Yamcha would have gotten a nosebleed and a boner and had to run away much sooner. His tooth never would have gotten chipped. It's all because he chose to use a rocket launcher. So Yamcha comes back around like an hour later and uh, he's like, him and Puar put, like, put their heads together. They're like, well, if we need, they got five of these balls. We need seven of them. Well, we just need to make sure that they get the other seven or the other two, get the full seven, and then we'll steal all seven at the same time. And they're like, yeah, cool, but like we just blew up their car, so <laughs> it's probably going to take them a while now, so that sucks. <laughs> and Yamcha's like, good point, I'll give him a car. So he just rolls back over like an hour later, and he's like, hey guys, uh, feel real fucked up about what just happened, so... Here's a car. Here's some wheels. Yeah, bye. <laughs> and he gives them like this little fucking red bug. He's like, all right, cool. Peace. <laughs> so they drive off. And uh, Shu and Mai, meanwhile, they go and check out the mobile home wreckage. And they're like, yeah, man, our bomb went off early. That's fucked up. It's not even 8 o'clock yet. Not realizing that Yamcha with a fucking rocket launcher just came to a couple minutes ago. And they're like, all right, well, the clock and the bomb must have been fast. That's cool. Shoddy Japanese clock technology. And then kaboom. The bomb, kaboom. <laughs> the, the bomb goes off at 8 a.m. Hardy har har har. So, Boma, kind of a hoe. Goku 
is way more powerful than anybody we've met really in Dragon Ball to this point, save for Master Roshi, the brief meeting we had when he gets the Kintoon. Oolong, Bill Cosby'd some people today. <laughs> and Yamcha saw Bulma naked twice and felt her titties. And obviously that is the you know, the firm like roots of an everlasting solid relationship. And nobody has any complaint about potentially killing someone with explosives. Yeah, no, he didn't even give a shit. Like, he knew Naked Bulma was on board of that mobile home. He's like, yeah, man, that girl's titties are great, but you know what? Rocket launches are cool, too. Watch this. Kabowie. Kaboom. Kaboom. Just just kabam it. Kabloom it. Kablam it. What the fuck is it? Kablam. That's a good show. Yeah. Fuck, dude. This, it's, it's, it's a Parks and Rec fucking joke, and I'm like... Disappointed in myself that I don't know it. <laughs> kaboom? Nah, maybe it's Kaboom. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for the OGDB Super Dope. Me and Carlton are about to go watch uh, My Hero Academia. Uh, the end of season one already. So that's going to be fun. Wrapping up the attacks at the USJ. That shit's heavy. I want to make My Hero cookies. Yo, before we leave, though, <laughs> did you watch the Broly trailer? For the new one? No, I haven't yet. <laughs> I haven't got the chance. I've been catching up on my other animes. All right, so you know what? You, the Patreon subscriber, uh, who, who would that be? That would be Marjade. That would be Dan. That would be Sean Chatty Chatterson. Jonathan Salud. Uh, I think there's another one that I'm... Fuck, dude, I should like look now, right? Um, let's see. So... Typically, I'm gonna wait. I was gonna I was gonna do an extra episode of Super Dope today, um, but I decided not to because tomorrow is Friday. Uh, that'll be October the fifth. New York Comic Con panel for Broly is happening oh. with uh, the director Tatsuya Nagamine, Sean Schemmel, the voice of the American Goku, will be there. But Masako Nozawa, the Japanese voice actress for Goku is going to be in the States, and it's expected they're going to drop maybe some new footage. Now, that being said, weirdly, I woke up to the new Broly trailer this morning, and it's very cool because it's all in flashback form. So, I'm going to make you watch it, and I'm just going to give some brief reaction to it here. This would be like bonus content for these listeners on the OGDB podcast. Uh, Jonathan Salude. Bridget Myers, Mara Jade, Brandon Paxosa. Brandon, first of all, your last name is so fucking fun to say. <laughs> Second of all, thank you for being a patron. Um, so yeah, let me pull up this fucking trailer. I got 21 Facebook notifications. I've been sharing the fuck out of this trailer this morning. Uh, your call matters to us. <laughs> Take it. Oh, look, Frieza. Kakarot. 
Boom. So, what'd you think? I love Frieza. <laughs> so do I, dude. <laughs> Freeze is one of those characters where you either fucking love him or you hate his guts, and I choose to love him. It's just like, I don't know. He's one of my favorite characters in all of Dragon Ball. So a lot of this, all of this preview that we got today, it's all in flashback form. It's all takes place seemingly on Planet Vegeta. It looks like we get an idea of not only how Planet Vegeta was destroyed by Frieza, which we all have seen in the Bardock special and other iterations of Dragon Ball in the past, but we actually get to see how Frieza comes to enslave the Saiyans, which has always been one of my biggest questions. I'm fucking amped that we get to see that. King Cold makes an appearance. We see Dodoria. We see Zarbon in there. We see the Ginyu Force make a quick cameo. This gave me chills. Straight up. So, a couple of things that stand out to me, okay? We see a lot of King Vegeta. We see a lot of Bardock. We see a lot mm-hmm. of Gine. Um, and that's all cool. It's all expected. It's seemingly going to be like a retelling of Dragon Ball Minus to some extent, but also the integration of that Bardock and the Goku origin story. It's taken essentially three... Uh, I don't want to say the Bardock um, special and, and Goku's origin are separate. They're obviously very much connected, yeah. but... It's like three different aspects of Dragon Ball lore because Goku coming to Earth in the first place in original Dragon Ball, like the fucking series that we watch today, we get very limited information on that. So that's like its own little fucking sect to me in terms of like Dragon Ball mythology. Then you got Bardock, the person that fucking is the the father of Goku and ultimately it connects to the beginning of Goku's story. Yeah, duh. Uh, But then you also have the Broly fucking part of it. And this King Vegeta and little kid Vegeta thing that really wasn't a huge aspect of the first Broly movie. All you really see in terms of the baby stuff is baby Broly, baby Kakarot. They're crying and shit. Now we see baby Vegeta a lot in this. Um, Not only him as a little kid, but like we even see him in like a Saiyan incubation tube. And I have questions on that. (laughs) Yeah. Why are they in incubation tubes? Can't they naturally just have children and... That's the way I always Just, thought it was, too. And then Dragon Ball Minus kind of changed that a few years yeah. ago when Toriyama did that. And a lot of people consider that to be an absolute fucking abortion of a Dragon Ball story. And it, mm-hmm. it is officially, unfortunately, you know, considered part of the canon because Toriyama wrote it himself. But people fucking hate it. Yeah. So yeah. it's essentially a retelling of Dragon Ball Minus, Bardock the father of Goku, Goku's true origin story, which has been tweaked a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Originally, Goku was like a fucking freshly born baby who gets sent off playing yeah, Vegeta. Yeah. Now it looks like he's a little bit older. 
He's got Saiyan armor. It seems like he's aware of who his parents are as they have that touching moment between the glass of the Saiyan space bodies. He gets blasted off. It, it's weird. So they're retooling that. And the other thing that I think is interesting that they're retooling is, I, I think at least, Vegeta's age. So like if they are all babies in and around the same time in these Saiyan incubator tubes, like it, it looks like it might be. I don't know why they showed Vegeta in there. Mm. And uh, I thought I maybe I, I misunderstood what I saw until the the new King Vegeta with the highest motherfucking cheekbones in the world and like some fucking uh, some like mutton chop shit going on. <laughs> and in addition to his goatee, he says like, oh, my my royal baby fucking prince so fucking strong. Who knows? He but took a page from Hercule. <laughs> the, the, the trailer basically just alludes to the fact that it's these three Saiyans and how all of their, you know, how their story all started around the same time. And, and this is where it's all grown to. And it's like the fact that they're trying to tie that third Saiyan story so heavily into Goku and Vegeta's story. I don't know if it's given me hope or an implication because I don't know if I hope for this. A lot of it just seems very weird. And I try to think back on Dragon Ball and I try to remember how everything kind of is to be like. Doesn't Goku get sent to Earth and he has memories of what he's supposed to do? Like He's very young. He's super feral. He's naturally inclined as a baby to just want to destroy as yeah, a Saiyan but would be. Head. But when he... Exactly. Gohan takes him in anyway. Grandpa Gohan takes him. Baby Goku anyway. Mm-hmm. And then one day, Grandpa Goku's got him out in this... Uh, Grandpa Gohan's got little baby Goku out in this thing on his back mm-hmm. as they're walking through the fucking valley or whatever. Goku's acting like a dickhead little kid, squirms his way out of there and falls down the fucking valley, like smashes <laughs> his head at the bottom of the fucking Grand Canyon, basically. Any, like, memory wipe. Just and like... it, Not only a memory wipe, because I don't even know if his memories are really there to begin with, the way that it was originally told, but... It's just like a whole change to his attitude. Like he goes from this feral, obnoxious, want to destroy everything, douchebag little baby to just being like, Vegeta. Ah. <laughs> even Vegeta is like even more um, even tempered than fucking A little angry. more tamed. Yeah. Like he had some fucking civility well, about it. Well, he is royalty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got, he, his pops had the money for some etiquette classes. <laughs> so, and, and an astonishing budget for his cape allowance. <laughs> So I think I'll wear my Monday. My point <laughs> is the the main through line through this trailer we got today, yeah, it all takes place in the past. We're gonna see Frieza not only destroy the planet, how he enslaves the Saiyans, how Goku gets sent off, what happens to Broly. I think it would be we'd be remiss if we do not have at least one little kid Raditz sighting in this movie. I will be so pissed if that doesn't happen. Nappa. If I don't get a fucking Nappa sighting, <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking rip shit. Okay. Need Nappa. But the main through line for me is they keep saying the three Saiyans, the three stories, they are really trying to tie Broly in, not only him into this movie, but like them into the very roots and foundation of Goku and Vegeta's mm-hmm. character. They're trying to make Broly a big part of that. Yeah. Which makes me think, after this movie, does and we're expected to hear more news on the potential of Dragon Ball Super coming back as a series at the end of December, a week after the Broly movie comes out. A lot of people speculate, think the anime is coming back. I don't think that's confirmed. It could very well be another Dragon Ball movie for 2019. But I think that 
if the series does come back, maybe they're trying to put Broly in there as like, if not a, a main regular character, at least a recurring character. Yeah. And I don't know if I love that or hate that. Didn't I, he die? Uh, this is uh, this is canon now. Tons of fun. This uh, is as if uh, Broly never existed in those early movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, Our fucking six Patreon people are all shaking their head in disappointment and disgust at you right now. <laughs> and they're saying, come on. I can't on. keep track of it. They keep changing shit up. I know. And it's just like. The canon for Dragon Ball, especially now with Super being um, the anime coming out first instead of the manga. The whole like, canon, non-canon I, I thing. Is... I wouldn't be surprised if they say, eventually say, fuck it, we're not writing anymore. Let's go to the fan fiction and we'll just mm, take everything that they There did. is so much terrible fan fiction. <laughs> dude, there's so much. And people eat that shit up, they do. dude. <laughs> In like the fucking, whatever, 17 years between GT getting canceled and Super coming back or whatever, uh, Battle of Gods coming out. I think that's 17 years. 97 to 2013. In those 17 years, so much shitty fan fiction came out. <laughs> and, like, people ate it up because there was nothing else. And that fan fiction makes some of the shitty, real, the real shitty Dragon Ball writing look good. <laughs> like, some of that shitty fan fiction that y'all motherfuckers wank to. It, it, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. Whatever. I, I digress. I think... I'm amped for this fucking Broly. I know. Take it in, people. I'm amped for this Broly movie after seeing this trailer today. But again, I don't think... I'm amped because... My initial reaction to Broly was not about the movie. I want a Dragon Ball movie. But why this fucking character? We've already seen him a ton. Not super interesting. All right, you think you can retool him? All right, give me uh, an idea as to how. Okay, I'm still going to watch it, let's be real, but at least I'm going in with an open mind knowing that you guys plan to retool it, right? Now what this trailer showed me today is, and we, we kind of know this anyway, but now that I've seen like it animated and seen some scenes of Frieza without armor on and shit, um, now that I've seen it, what really dawns on me is that Broly is just a piece in a much larger Dragon Ball story. And yeah, the the climactic battles at the end of the movie are going to revolve around Broly, but... This movie is so much more than just a Broly movie. And the trailer today informs that for me and it makes me feel um, better about the movie. I'm way more excited for it. Like, I shit myself this morning. I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that they can just call something canon just so they can change the storyline. No, no, dude. Dragon Ball Z movies were never canon ever. Anything that's ever been considered canon, okay, the general rule is that it was written by Akira Toriyama. The end. Now that Super has come back, it's a little bit more complicated because he does inform the stories and the storylines and whatever, but largely a lot of the anime that came out first, which again is breaking the fucking tradition, mm-hmm. Toei makes that. So mm-hmm. then Toriyama and Toyotaro go back with Shueisha and they fucking make the bi- the manga versions, which, you know, can differ and have differed greatly at times. But so that whole thing gets kind of muddy. Anime was first. All right. Now you're going to make a manga version that's a little bit different. And it's looking like the Broly movie is going to go off the manga rules. So I think that kind of lets us know that the manga is canon. It's going to catch up to the end of the Tournament of Power within the next couple months. We'll get the movie in December. 
We'll probably get a manga version of the movie sometime around the same time, December, January. We'll get it here in January in the States. Maybe February, we finally see a new arc for Dragon Ball Super in the manga. And then we get the anime come back, I don't know, maybe April. Maybe they just have a new manga for a year and they bring it back in 2019 or 2020 rather. I don't know. Find out next time on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. OG DB Super Dope. Continue. <laughs> All right. We're going to do My Hero Academia. Uh, if you don't listen to that show, then boo on you. Because My Hero Academia gives me a boner. One of my friends just started watching it and he's like, Obsessed? Why did I not watch this when it first came out? I'm saying. What is wrong with me? Holy fuck, <laughs> dude. I've never fallen in love with an anime so fucking quickly in my life. I mean, maybe Dragon Ball, but that's debatable. It's seriously <laughs> up for debate. And watching My Hero now, like, it's not like a super complicated story, it's an emotional story. There's lots of layers to those emotions for sure in regards to how you relate to the characters. Mm. But, dude, it is so well written in comparison to a fun, light anime like Dragon Ball is. And I love getting in there with the nitty-gritties. Yo, I watched the fucking Hero Killer Stain arc the other night, mm. like those four episodes. I was like... Ah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>